everybody, and welcome to another awesome episode of Podcast. I am Jordan along here with Brother Brandon. Hello. And best friend Ryan. Hello, everybody. It is freaking cold out. How are you guys doing? Because I am freezing. Uh, that moving to Florida is getting better and better every day. I don't... <laughs> bullshit. Did you see the news yesterday about Florida? What? It, 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 it snowed in Jacksonville and Orlando. They shut down Disneyland. For a day. It snowed. They didn't know what to do. Well, where we're going. Atlanta. Orlando was shut down. Jacksonville was shut down. And Atlanta was shut down in Georgia. They didn't know what to do. Have fun. They got more snow there than what we do right now. No. Google it. In Orlando. I mean, the... I mean, the... They got, they got, they got like five, six inches. Well, here's... I mean, the, the better part about that is like it's... Oh, uh, down there, it's going to disappear faster than it will up here. Yeah. I'm like serious. It, it fucking sticks around up here. Yeah. Yeah, because because in New York City right now, they're going through a blizzard. They're calling it the something bomb something. It's like this huge, it's like a mixture of a hurricane blizzard thing because of the water and all everything that's around it. But uh, like all these coasts, it's fucking destroyed, bro. <laughs> destroyed? Oh, dude, there's fucking... You sound like a tweet, uh, Trump tweet. I know. Uh, fucking Boston got over, got over two feet. See, it could be worse than what we're what we're experiencing. It's just really cold here. Yeah, it's really cold here. But Orlando, Jacksonville, fucking got hit, dude. It got hit, and uh, Coca Cola shut down because of ice. They didn't know what to do. <laughs> Coca Cola. Because because our course is in Atlanta. Yeah. So anyway, uh, best friend Ryan, how are you doing, pal? I'm good. Anything new going on with the life? No. I or, mean, or the wife, or not really. Just, or the knife. Just living life, you know. Any babies? No, God no. You don't have a little bun in the oven yet. That's way too soon. That is that is uh, that's like a year and a half off. A year and a half off. Yeah. Yeah, just keep doing what I used to do. It worked out well. Yeah. Well, me and my family's history, we're not very like that's like the one like one of the few things we're really good at is mistiming when to pull out. That's not true. (laughs) I got another thing you're good at: being a good friend. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> right? Before we do... He didn't say anything. Fuck you. Uh, so before we get into the actual bulk of the show of a special we're going to do tonight, I kind of wanted to throw a curveball. Oh, gosh. It's nothing big, nothing major, but you know how it's, you know... Well, it was the end of the year, but it's still the beginning of 2018, and people always have, like, the top list of worst movies, best movies, stuff like that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I decided I wanted to see if you guys wanted to try something different. Just a very short segment here. Okay. Of you personally, what was, if you can pinpoint, mm-hmm. the best moment of 2017 for you as an individual, and what was the worst moment of 2017 Jeez as an individual? Louise, that's, uh, that's deeper than like a 10 second. No, it's not, because it's easy, because I already got an answer I thought for you, Ryan. I thought your answer for best well, be, would be... Get when I got married. Yeah, I got married. I don't know what the worst would be. You're like, there's something I thought that you were going to say best and worst movies. That's what <laughs> no. I thought he was going to say. No, no. It's like everybody's a best and worst song. Head, like, well, I haven't really best thought for this movies. Through. Like, that's just, yeah, right? But... I, I, I never see YouTube clips of people saying, well, 2017 sucked for me because of X. 2017 was awesome for me because of X. Right. So I thought of it. So what you guys think is it caught you off guard. <laughs> um, I guess uh, the best thing that happened to me is Riley and I became best friends. Hmm. Riley and I have bonded. That's my one and a half year old worst, daughter. I guess the worst moment for me is when I bottomed out on my heroin addiction. 
That happens. There has to be. Every year something, at least something happens that you're not proud of. Like, I... I don't know. I like. I don't. I'm not. You could almost kind of pick your poison last year. Yeah. Anything really. Yeah. It could be. It could be presidency. It could be anything. Like okay, brother Brandon, what was one of your top things this year, 2017? Do you have one something that just was like, oh, that's awesome. That was great. I didn't die. Well, there you go. That's one. <laughs> this is very difficult for you guys, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I never. No one's ever approached me like this before. I've well, never, I've I never, feel cornered. I've never sat there and thought like, "What was the worst moment of my year?" Never. <laughs> you never think yeah, about that. People, I, people tend not to want to reflect on the bad things that happen to them. <laughs> yeah, but reflecting on the bad things makes you a stronger person. Learning from the bad things make you a stronger person. Not necessarily sitting there going, "Damn, should have sucked that third dick," you know. <laughs> Okay, I can see where this is going. I, I bottomed out on heroin. Yeah. I'm still yeah. going back to that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess my little experiment failed. No, I thought I mean, it would go I, better. I guess, if anything, I because I want to give you an answer. I, I would say probably the worst would be uh, losing Andersons. Yeah, that was a bad one. January of 17. Well, technically, my last day was St. Patty's Day. Yeah, that sucked, too. I mean, like we all found out on January, <coughs> and it's like, God, and then St. Patty's Day. Yeah. Yeah. That sucked. I think the best moment of my life is out of that repercussion, uh-huh. I didn't become homeless. There you go. He didn't become homeless. See, positive and negative. He just lived, he just uh, lives a more exciting life than I do. I guess. I guess you're very vanilla. I'm, I'm well, if you vanilla. call living with your father in a trailer exciting, <laughs> then I guess hey, I guess it is, huh? I guess. I mean, uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, mostly, to... all I do is wake up, watch movies, make food, go to work. Come home, go to sleep, wake up, watch movies, things like that. Have sex. Well, I am almost done on the comic I'm working on. There you go. So, see, this, this, those are good things. You're just like, no, fuck your noise, Jordan. I don't give a shit. Well, I got married. Me and, my, me and my wife lived together in this nice apartment. Yeah. And we didn't die. We didn't die. Yeah. We made it through a, a, another year. Did you kick heroin before the wedding or after the wedding? During. During the wedding, you kicked the heroin. Yeah. I, I, was, the, oh, yeah. I was real sweaty. You didn't see me? No, yeah. I thought the cake tasted different. I, I, I see you doing this with your teeth a lot. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Give me some crack. I was snorting the cake. Is yeah. that Betty Crocker icing? <laughs> oh, God, Betty Crocker. <laughs> so... Tonight, since you downloaded this episode, this is a special that Burp's going to smell. Um, this is a special, and this is called You Hate It, We Love It, where Brother Brandon, Best Friend Ryan, and I are going to sit down, and we're going to discuss a film that each of us really do like, that think is a legitimately good movie, and everybody, including critics, hate. <laughs> so, Brother Brandon has his pick, which is Indiana Jones and the, Ki- the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah. I, uh, then we have Best Friend Ryan with his pick of Junior. <laughs> and then we have my pick of The Great Demolition Man, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sandra Bullock. Sylvester no. Stallone. What did I say? Schwarzenegger. Did, Schwarzen- I, did I say Schwarzenegger? He's the star of Junior. He is the star of Junior. <laughs> I mean. Well, you know, the Nicorette makes you loopy. So. And, he's anyway. in the, and he's in the background in Indiana Jones. Is that true? Yeah, he is. Oh, Where? I'm fucking with you. Okay. I'm like, where? <laughs> so, out of all three of us, who wants to go first? Anybody have an idea who wants to go first? You can launch it. Yeah. You're, you're, you want me to launch it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yours is, I feel, by far the worst of the choices. You don't like Demolition Man that bad. You just, you just hate it. Well, no. See, well, the thing is, Indiana, like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is actually is 
I don't think it's a bad movie. Yeah. I think that Demolition Man's a bad movie. How is that a bad movie? It's it, to me when I was watched because I watched it for the first the first time this morning, which is amazing. Um, Thank you for that. Um, it it feels like it's just an excuse for Sylvester Stallone to show you how manly he is. Oh, I disagree. I feel like well, because if you break down the plot of it, outside of um, Simon Phoenix, who is Wesley Snipes. Every other man in 2032 is like a pansy or like it doesn't want to doesn't want to like do anything, you know, confrontational or they're very, very effeminate. I disagree 100%. And then you have Stallone strolling in as what's his character's name? He's got a pretty good name. Yeah. Fuck me. I haven't seen the movie. Is it Frank Stone or something like that? No. Fuck me. He's got a cool name. I, I saw it. I saw it like a year ago. It's not Corbin Dallas because that's Fifth Element, of course. Um, oh shit! Not well. Anyway, not a big deal. He comes strolling in, just cursing up a storm, kissing Sandra Bullocks. You know? Yeah, Bullocks is. Yeah, because he's a fucking. He's a man. Well, I totally disagree with you because if you want to go on the well, man, I know show, you disagree with me. You picked it for. A well, year. I know, but I'm gonna, but but I will fight you on that on that on that uh, argument of the uh, of the manliness because you're forgetting about the greatest comedian of the '90s, Dennis Leary. Down in the sewers. He's a manly man. You have a bunch of manly men down there. You have Simon Phoenix's thugs who are going after him. And then you also have the guy who's the ringleader of everything, the mayor or whatever of of the new Los Angeles. Who walks around in a dress. Because that's the look. That is the look. But that's part of the Doesn't mean that's a feminine. Well, it is kind of. I, mean, I a, walk around in a, a dress. Doesn't make me a lady. It's a kimono. But it it, it is not like... You could you could almost kind of say that Dennis Leary and his characters, the menly men that you're saying, are in the sewers. It can almost be looked at as a form of repression. And Stallone is the only one on the surface who's willing to show. I think there's a good dichotomy here because, like, my movie Junior is pretty pro-feminine. Yeah. And yours is like, you know, hey, the women are taking over. You know, we got to show them what a man's about now. I don't think so. I don't think that movie's about it at all. The reason why that I've always accidental counterpoints that's nice yeah. that's, that's pretty cool. Demolition Man for me was always a movie in the 90s when I was growing up that was Sunday movie TNT awesomeness like you know you had Shawshank on there you had Demolition Man you had uh, Predator Terminator 2 like like movies like that which is always on regularly on that channel well Demolition Man is one of those movies where um, the 90s, especially, <laughs> the mid to late 90s, started seeing this uh, outpour of unique uh, action movies that stand out on their own. And one of my favorite ones that no one talks about is Hard Rain. Oh, yeah. With Christian Slater and yeah. Morgan Freeman. Uh, I put that in the same category as Demolition Man. And even probably Stallone's other movie, Judge Dredd. Oof. Uh, there's just something, I don't know, I think... In terms of where Hollywood was at at the time and what they did with uh, marketing and what they did with budgets, there was a lot more freedom, I think. Yeah. So to just go off and, and kind of explore with an idea. That's uh-huh. what I, that's, I've always looked at Demolition Man as an exploration idea. Gotcha. It's not so much, you know, it's, it's not based off any property. Nothing no. ever was then. No. And uh, I don't know, it's, I don't, I don't hate it, but I don't love it either. Well, see, I what I, what I what what I really like about the movie is one uh, Wesley Snipes. I thought he was fun. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the best part. I mean, I mean, I definitely think the director was like, okay, Wesley, just 
Go do what you want to do. And it was fun. His, his his costume was fun. His hairstyle was fun. It was just crazy. But I, I find him incredibly annoying in the movie. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I found him fun. He I, he, he, I think he's the 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 best part to me in the movie. And I showed you this movie. So I thought Sandra Bullock was the best part. <laughs> I loved her nostalgia. Character. You can take this job and shovel it. <laughs> um, he's gonna lick your ass. Yeah, he's gonna kick. lick your ass. He's gonna kick. And then you have all these Lethal Weapon posters and stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, and I really like uh, the three seashells. Gina, I showed this movie to her. <laughs> she got so pissed off. She paused the movie and says. Jordan, I know you probably know this. I was like, what's that? She goes, what? what is the three seashells? I said, I do not know, and I'm not <laughs> fucking with you. She Googled it. She Googled it. And there's pictures. You can go. To, you can Google three seashells demolition man. Okay. There's pictures. How the three seashells work. Here's, here's the fans that don't know. You grab a seashell on one finger and this finger here, the, the, the thumb and two fingers, and when the poop comes out, you put it underneath your cone hole and pinch the she shells together to pull the poop out, and you take the third one and you scoop. Hmm. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. You're supposed to wash them in between? I don't know. Okay. It's just somebody had a picture of the she shells pulling poop out of your butt. I think one of the most annoying, there is an, uh, an aspect of the movie that annoys the hell out of me, and it's whenever you uh, use foul language, and then it's just in the background. Yeah, but it's toilet paper. It's just constant. Yeah. It's like, come on, You got to maintain the reality of the universe they're building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything's supposed to be nice. What did you guys... You guys sit here and tell me that you guys would not like to live in this universe. No, Cars drive no. themselves. The it's, well, I mean, on the Besides sur- the sex thing. Well, sucks. no, I mean, like, on the surface of it, it's... I mean, it's pretty much 1984. Um, like, that's their jumping off point. Sure. It's, like, you have the double speak. They say, like, joy, joy, and whatever. Which, that kind of, like... Like, when you first are in 2032, it starts off, like, a lot. They're doing that. It's new speech patterns a lot, and then, like... They forget about it. They forget about it until the end. Like, every once in a while, they'll throw in some weird yeah. saying or phrase or whatever. And they got the TVs. I can see everything. Yeah. Everything's run by one person. I also... This, the, the one thing I didn't like the movie about the movie was that Sylvester Stallone's character was awake the whole time. And cryosleep. They say that when they unfreeze him and stuff. He's like, I was awake the whole time. I'm like, really? You were awake the whole time. He was like conscious. He was con- yeah. well. He yeah, conscious, awake. Like really. And then of course he's knitting, which was hilarious. I mean, the, the <laughs> I take Demolition Man as not of a man movie. I well, just, I just saying, took it I'm as. I'm not a, saying it's like a man's movie. I'm saying like I feel like watching it. That's the only like I feel like that movie exists. If it stars someone else, I might not feel the same way. Sure. But because it stars Stallone, I feel like because at that point he was on his downswing. Yeah. I feel like that was when he was like, I'm, you know, like I'm the best action guy around. I'm the I'm the man with the muscles, you know, not the dude from Austria. Until I get into a movie called Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. That was actually before this movie. It was it before Demolition Man. Yeah, ninety one. This is ninety five. Something like that. I mean, Dennis Leary's great. I like the rat burger part. I just I just really think that Demolition Man is just a stupid, fun, turn-your-brain-off action movie. Oh, yeah, I That's agree. I just, it's one of those things, too, where um, I have this tendency sometimes to think of whenever I watch a movie that's not going the way I want, I start thinking about what I would do if sure. I had the idea. And even when I was younger, I always had the, I've always loved the, the title, Demolition Man. And I love the idea of uh, cryogen, uh, cryogenic sleeping. 
However, what I would have done is like it would have been cool if someone would have came in. Like Wesley Snipe is the head man, but I have this uh, strange fascination with like goon, like a goon squad. So like Wesley Snipes is the leader, and maybe like four others who were like uh, think of Running Man. Yeah. How there's just like someone, there's a tier, there's a baddie for every tier. Yeah. Boss level. Exactly. Like, I would want, like, five of these just nasty goons getting released on, you know, a really downtrodden futuristic city, and you got to call on the one man to take them all down. Yeah, sure. Demolition man. Like, yeah, yeah bullet, bullets to Bullets to actually <laughs> spell out the name Demolition yeah. Man. Yeah, it's wonderful. Uh, but I, that's probably where I would, because there's a moment where you see this, this giant display of... Uh, cryogenic uh, prisoners. Yeah, there's tons of them. And they, I believe in the beginning, they said that they talk about just how, like, this is where all the worst of the worst are put. Yeah. And it would be cool to see more than just Wesley Snipes' character. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it was it was just a fun, dumb action movie, and what got me into when I was a kid was Wesley Snipes, because he was just so different. You yeah. know, just the way he looked and acted, and I was like, I'm drawn to this guy for some reason. Which and, he would yeah. blow up even bigger three years later. With Blade. Blade. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, it just, I know it's not a great movie, but I just kind of just in, enjoy it, and I think it gives, it it should definitely get a little bit more love. I get why people don't don't like it at all. I get it. I think I mean I started off liking it. It was just when it started to like drone on and on. Maybe like after I would say the first twenty minutes or so, like the opening of it is really good. I really like that whole sequence where he he's on the plane, he jumps off into the downtown yeah. Los Angeles building, and then like as you're being introduced to the world, it's pretty interesting. But then, just like, I don't know. It's there's flat. not enough. Uh, there's not enough uh, set pieces in between. Yeah. And like, what what action there is, it's like horribly edited. <laughs> it's like quick cuts every sh- like every time Wesley Snipes throws a kick. It's like you know they just cut like a close up and then yeah. there's another cut. It's, yeah, it's not. And he's and he's heavily martial uh, martial arts trained. So like, pull that camera back. Let him. Let us see what he can do. Hmm. That's interesting. All right. Well, that was my pick. Uh, who wants to go next? Uh, Brother Brandon or best friend Ryan? I'll for go. Their we'll pick. save Indiana Jones for last. I think. So okay. I think that might be the the deepest conversation, maybe. <laughs> All right. So I picked Junior. It's a film I really like. Um, it's from 1994. It stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito, and Emma Thompson. It's directed by Ivan Reitman. Um, the plot, I think, outline is enough to get uh, at least anybody from who grew up in the 90s interested in it, and that is Arnold Schwarzenegger grows a baby. <laughs> I think just that plot line alone is, is worth seeing. I want to be in the meeting when that idea got passed. I, I, I literally want to be on the table of that meeting just to see what happened. I do think it's interesting, though, if you look at it, because the last movie with uh, Schwarzenegger and DeVita before that was Twins, mm. which also deals with uh, a birth, strange births. Have you ever seen Twins? Yeah, I've seen Twins. It's an alright movie. I'm not a huge fan of it. But, like, because they're twins, and now they're essentially making a baby together in this one. Just a, It's a weird sort of uh, duology they've built. Well, I'll be honest. I've never seen the beginning. Um, I've only seen it on TV, and I've only seen it when after he got pregnant. So how did he get pregnant? I don't know. See, right. oh, go oh. Ahead. oh, you can go ahead. No, I was going to just go, to go off him as like, I've only ever seen this on television as well. Yeah, I've, I've, I've only seen it on USA, TNT, whatever. <laughs> and it's always after he's pregnant. You know, the, you know, like, you know, like, you know, like the classic montage scene when he's doing all the stuff with the baby. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what I always turn on to at that point. The, oh, How did he, he get pregnant? How yeah. did he get pregnant? I was going to bring up the Oasis scene where he's with like the, the commune of pregnant women. Yeah. That's, 
I, I, that montage is fucking stupid, but it's so wonderful uh, in context. Um, so the whole point of the movie is that um, he is a research scientist at some university. Uh, oh, you lost me already. I mean, Schwarzenegger's a scientist. Continue, yeah, he's a, um, he's a kind of a off-putting, kind of sterile kind of guy. Does he fall in liquid nitrogen and turn blue? No. No, but that would be a pretty funny, like, pretty fun setup, right? Yeah. The, yeah, because it's only three years before, so I mean, there's logic to it. Yeah, I apologize. And he does marry a blonde lady. So... <gasps> her name Nora? No. Okay. No, I guess I can't remember her name. Um, but he works with Danny DeVito, um, who is a uh, like a midwife gynecologist sort of thing. He owns this ferti- fertility clinic, and they're developing this drug that they're testing on eight, uh, chimpanzees. It's called um, Expectane. And they are expecting. Expe- yeah, expecting. Yeah, like it's expecting. it's that's yeah. adorable. Um, and well, it's early nineties comedy. Pink so pink pill. Uh, blue liquid. Damn. Okay, continue. Um, and it's supposed to help women who can't conceive or who have histories of miscarriages be able to carry a child to term. And they want to do FDA. Uh, they go to the FDA. They want to do human trials, but the FDA is like, this is no, it's. This is too far out there. We don't, we don't, based on your data, we don't think it's going to work on humans. And so they're like, so then uh, Danny DeVito's like, hey, Arnie, why don't we just, uh, you know, do the human trials with you? That doesn't make any sense, but okay. Well, no, they got, they, um, it all works. It's all serendipitous because they get the, when the FDA turn, FDA turns down their human trials, um, the university kicks them out of their, their lab and they give the lab to Emma Thompson's character, who is a, um, She's a, also a research scientist. She is doing um, something with like uh, freezing eggs, freezing eggs from women, women's ovaries. Uh, it doesn't go into detail other than she has this big giant tank of frozen eggs, um, which Dan DeVito steals one. So like he gets his, he gets the, he gets the egg from her batch, and then he gets um, Arnold Schwarzenegger to jerk off into a cup, and then he mixes them together. But I think, though, what I like How do you put that in a sports? I don't understand. How do you... Oh, they put it... Like, I don't understand exactly how it works either. There's a scene uh, where he's on, a, he's on like, the little gurney thing, and he does an ultrasound to find a good spot. He takes a long-ass needle and sticks it in there, and it's fucking in there. And, <laughs> like, it's, it's obviously behind his abs, but... Like, dudes don't have uteruses? Yeah, so, so how's so, the baby being grown? They, they never explain it, but, dude, it's high concept. You gotta roll, roll with the punches. I have another question. It's like, how's think, the baby come out? Do you think... Oh, C-section. C-section. Okay. I'll get, okay, like, I will go with that concept. But uh, What were you thinking? The butthole? <laughs> I, no, I was just like... I was cool. No, I'm just like, you know... Because, fun fact, since I, had a, since I have a daughter and I was learning all this stuff, the reason why men have Gucci's... It's because that was your pussy. Yeah, all, all men have every every human being has a vagina. Ours just that's where that's yeah. where your testicles go up to when it gets cold. Yeah, mm. that's why that's why that's why men have nipples because uh, in the first I think couple weeks or whatever of, of conception, uh, we're all female because it makes no scientific reason why we have nipples as men. Right, and then you know our gooch. <laughs> that's what the puss is. That's true. And all of a sudden, it either sucks in and sticks out or whatever. Okay, so so their idea was to prove the FDA wrong by putting... Well, the initial the initial thing is that they want to... Uh, they want Arnold Schwarzenegger to carry the baby through the first trimester. Yeah. Because if they can do that, then they believe that the FDA will have no choice but to believe that it is ethical, that they can... Why not get a woman? Um, because they... It's easier to not tell people. 
that you're doing it. Why not give it to Edwin Thompson? Because she's not in on it. God, this movie's terrible. I would rather choose a Demolition Man than this. Really? This sounds absolutely no, horrendous. This is, this is like uh, one of those early 90s high-concept comedies I really enjoy. Like Twins is a high-concept comedy. Or Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten Cop's a yeah, high-concept comedy. which is a comedy. terrible movie, too. Again, it just Kazam's goes... Kazam's a high-concept comedy. <sighs> it, it goes back to what I was saying with Demolition Man, where it was... This was... I don't know. The freedom of idea was much more tangible than it is now. You Speaking of that, you guys ever watch Key and Peele? Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite sketches is um, when uh, one of the guys comes in as a very flamboyant man into the uh, meeting of Gremlins 2. Yeah. Oh, okay, Gremlins 2. And he's saying, we should have Hulk Hogan and do all this stuff. And yeah. at the end of the skit, it said, this actually is in the movie. <laughs> like, like, like everything that he said is actually in the movie. That is my version of this. You know, like they're all sitting down, what should you do with Schwarzenegger? Schwarzenegger doing this. Schwarzenegger doing this. And some guy comes in and goes, Schwarzenegger pregnant. <laughs> It sold. Yeah, I like I fucking I'm sold on it. <laughs> Stallone knitting. <laughs> See, I don't think I don't think the script for Junior is all that good. I think that's one of the. Like, so why do you think it's a legitimately good movie though? Then because that's the whole point. Because you got Arnold Schwarzenegger pretending like he's pregnant. And he does a pretty good job. Like it is it is kind of stereotypical. Like oh, he eats all these different foods. You know, yeah, peanut butter. His and nipples pickles. hurt and all this stuff. Yeah. Does he lactate? No, he doesn't lactate in the movie. Though that would be funny. Cause, because be because because men have <laughs> lactated. There's been evidence of that. Yeah, baby boys can lactate. I do believe. Yeah. yeah. So he should have. He, sh- he. It would have been funny when when the maybe baby came out and he put the baby on his nipple. Pushing the envelope too far. Yes, but know. having a guy pregnant with no womb it makes total sense. Where's the umbilical cord at then? Where's that connected to? I don't know. Okay. How does the baby get food? He. Uh... <laughs> 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 I don't know why you're trying to poke holes in a movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger's <laughs> pregnant, but okay. I'm just trying to see, find joke. the logic of this sales meeting in the theater, but all right. Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. gets pregnant. Danny DeVito's there. I'm just Boom. Sold. It just doesn't make any logical sense. It's like, like you know, the baby has the sack around it, yeah. right? And it's like, yeah, no, there's no over this. Dudes don't have uteruses. There are, there's no such thing as a deuterus, so we can't really... Deuterus. Yeah. You've heard that first on PodPass, fans. It's fan. actually Bob's Burgers. It's a really funny show. Oh, my God. Is that a Bob's Burgers? Because yeah. I was just going to give you the most cleverest cleverest man of the year award. No, there's a, there's, there's a character on Bob's Burgers. I'm assuming people have heard of it, but you guys don't watch it? No, mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Great show. Tina, uh, the oldest of the three children, um, she's writing Yeah, she's writing in her in her uh, journal, and like she's in her mind, she says like this this sort of semi like to her profound thing and then she ends it p.s if men had uteruses they'd be called deuteruses that's amazing yeah i love that show um yeah that's yeah but like you're you're trying to you're trying to find the logic in a movie where, where there is none yes exactly like there <laughs> there is an internal logic in the film but that film does not obviously obviously does not exist in our world i get that i'm just i'm just trying to think it is what we call work of fiction imagination <laughs> I mean, it's, to me, it's, I've seen it a few times, and I, I've never had any, like, trouble with it. It's honestly just one of those movies I think you just sit back, turn your brain off, and just have fun. Like Glass Action Hero. Like Demolition yeah. Man. Like Demolition Man. It's not the Glass Action Hero is one you can turn your brain off. There's a lot of shit in there. Right. You kind of have to know to get the references and stuff. But, like, I mean, it is... Because, like, it's poking fun at action films. Lethal Weapon and all yeah. that stuff. Like, yeah. if, you, if you're trying to find other... Uh, Schwarzenegger movies to turn your brain off to. They would be like uh, Raw Deal would be one. Commando. Red Heat. Yes. 
Commando would be one. Yes. Eraser. Yes. End of days. Yep. <laughs> and I think this, uh, another positive this has is uh, it's, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger doing like he's full blown comedy in this one. Yeah. Not a not a hint of Terminator in this bad boy. This was 1990. What? Four. So this was after T2. Yeah. This was and this is after it has Emma Thompson in it. This I'm pretty sure this is the first movie she did after she won an Oscar. Isn't that Back to the Future? No, she. Emma, no, that's Elizabeth Shue. Emma Thompson is a, is a very very wonderful. British no, not actress. Elizabeth Shue. It was uh, she was Marty McFly's mom. No, that's and, Leah Thompson. That's Leah Thompson. That's Leah Thompson. Howard the Duck. Emma Thompson. She's uh, Professor Trelawney from the Harry Potter movies. She is the she's Alan Rickman's wife in About Love. Nanny McPhee. Love actually, Nanny McPhee. Yep. Who, uh, who was she? The old one with the witch's hat in Harry Potter. No, she's not the old one the witch's hat. She's not the one that turns into a... That's Maggie Smith. Uh, she's not no, the one that she, turns into a she's cat. The, she's the divination, the one that's like, look into the tea leaves in the third one. Okay. Yeah, she's a wonderful actress. She's one of my favorite actresses. If you guys have not watched Howard's End, granted, it's almost three hours long, and it's a very staid, uh, upper-crust British film. You guys should you guys should watch Howard's not End. Not interested. <laughs> she won an Oscar. She's, I think, the only actress to ever win an acting Oscar. For, she won for Remains of the Day, and she won a screenwriting Oscar for Best Adapted for Sense and Sensibility. In yeah, five. I'm not a, I'm never, I'm, I'm not very fond of British comedy. I don't like The Office. I don't oh. like uh, the IT crowd. I don't oh, like well. the Simon oh. Pegg show. That was that Spaced? Came, I don't like Spaced. So you have like no taste. And I don't also like. Uh, well, I guess it makes Monty sense. Python either. I guess it makes sense. I mean, you're you're sitting here telling us how much you love Demolition Man. I love it as a fun, stupid movie. I don't think it's a great movie. But no, um, Howard's End is not a comedy. That is not a comedy. Don't go in expecting a comedy. All right. Yeah, no, I, I think she gives a very, um, like, kind of, like, old-school performance in this one. It's not, like, like you know, upper crust, whatever, but, like, it is... Her character is kind of like she's in one of those old screwball comedies from the 30s. Go. Oh. Like, with Cary Grant and uh, Catherine Hepburn and all them. Sure. Rosalind Russell. All of them, um, but in this movie, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but I like it. She pulls it off well. Fair enough. Yeah. Let's get into a movie that we should have a big discussion about. Yeah, you guys should watch Junior again. I feel like you're missing. Uh, it. Uh, I definitely would go back to it, especially, especially just watch it for that montage. <laughs> to that, I can't remember what the name of that song is, but it's so fucking cheesy, and it's just like that where Arnold Schwarzenegger is about to give birth. Uh, well, he's he's at the end of his his term. And the the head of the university he used to work for finds out that he's pregnant and he wants to bring him in. Yeah. You know, because he knows that the university's going to make a shit ton of money off of this. Yeah. And so they don't want that to happen. So they hide him away at this commune for pregnant women where they, like, sit around and share their feelings and stuff. And he has, uh, Schwarzenegger has dressed up like a woman. And the excuse as to why he looks the way he does, like, he's a woman, but he looks like, a, you know, he's a 6'4", six, 6'4". Four, six Two hundred fifty pound muscle man from Austria. <laughs> it looks like he's lived a life. <laughs> they, they blame it. Uh, he used to be on the. She used to be on the the East German track and field team, and they would hand out steroids like they were little candy pops. And that's why he looks the way he does. And everyone just like, oh, okay, oh, 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 I believe it. I watched WWF. You look like China. The song they should have played in that montage though was "Girls Just Want to Have Fun." No, it's like some, I don't know, it's some like slow 90s ballad, like talking about children shit. But like, no, it's like, here's the montage, okay? Schwarzenegger, like, it's it's all, it's all about like him getting comfortable with his surroundings. That's what the montage is about. Then you have, you have a shot of him, 
um, like, I think he's, like, pacing around up in his room, and then everyone's ushering him down. They're eating food together. They're giving each other back rubs, and they're doing Lamaze, where, like, breathing exercises, like... Which he doesn't need to do, because he doesn't have a C-section anyway. Yeah. Um, but he still gets the contractions. That's supposed to get you through the contractions. And then, like, it ends with a, just a shot of Arnold Schwarzenegger in a blonde wig <laughs> and a big sweater and some, some uh, I think, some... I think they got flowers on the pants, and he's just he's just out in the field picking wildflowers as the sun sets. Just oh, this is great. I like this one. How does he have control? Okay. Sorry. Because he's pregnant. That's why. I, I just I just there was no room for contracting, but okay. I can't I, I can't think of this <laughs> again. You're trying to pick apart a movie that doesn't require you to. Oh my lord! All right, Brother Brandon's pick for Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, the movie that destroyed. The Indiana Jones franchise. Really? There hasn't been one since. That doesn't mean it destroyed it. I mean, that was the first one in 19 years, too, so... I want Okay. I, I was waiting for this, because I got a feeling you really dislike this movie. I don't really dislike this movie. I think this one's better than Temple of Doom, but continue. Oh, okay. I was, I was for certain you were going to come in balls blazing, tearing me a new asshole. No. I'm uh, not going to go in balls blazing. But go ahead. I want to hear your piece. No, I, I, uh, I mean, people know of it. Is there? How do you want me to like? How do you want? How do you want me to approach this? Well, I mean, like you said, you like it, and I'm not yeah. really a fan of it. So, I mean, why is this awesome compared to why people think it's shit? I mean, I honestly, it's gonna seem like a simple answer because it works for me. It, it feels like Indiana Jones. I think when it came in, I think it, it ushered in. Uh, a property to a younger generation that it's still lighthearted, still action-packed, adventurous, and everything to the choices in it, I think are valid. Okay. Yeah. All right. What about you, best friend Ryan? I don't think it's a bad movie. Really? I don't, okay. I don't particularly care for it. You don't care for but, it. But like, I'm not like gonna say like I'm not gonna say I like I hate it. I, I don't dislike it. I just uh-huh. you know it's just, it's a high-budget action film. Those are all usually interesting. Gotcha. I mean, like I, I don't I don't hate it. Like I said, I think it's better than Temple of Doom. Uh, what I think the movie is though, I think it is the Phantom Menace of the franchise, where uh, they decide to do a lot of nostalgia callbacks when there's really no need to, but then also they do callbacks that are really fun. Like I'll give you an example. I really like the fact that they introduced uh, the love interest from the first movie, Karen Allen. Marian. She came back in Marion Raven. Marion, Marion, right? Yep. I love that she was in this movie. I yeah. thought that was great. Um, the son, I was really upset about. Now, Shia LaBeouf, I don't have a problem with him because I'm not really a fan, so I don't care. Okay. I only seen him in one movie that I actually really liked his acting in, and that was Fury. But that's just my personal opinion about him as an actor. Uh, I just thought it was a bad choice to have his son. I just, I just don't, I just don't like that idea. Well, I mean, it's. A it's interesting that you bring that up because a lot of the okay i'm gonna lay out here is the layout whenever i say i like this movie here is the barrage of of uh questions that people ask me why they hate it and like Mm -hmm. why do you like it Mm -hmm. one is shia labeouf in general i guess that's a thing to hate shia labeouf i guess two is the fact that as you mentioned he has a son uh Third thing that people hate is the alien aspect, which is retarded. That's that, that's that's Indiana Jones. 
Well, I mean, it's just uh, for some reason, I've yet to figure out why, but apparently aliens in this movie is a big no-no to people. Which makes no sense because in the first movie you had melting faces with God. Don't let that tip, please. Uh, no, you're fine. You had, you had melting faces with God, mm-hmm. essentially with the Ark. The second one, a guy literally pulls a heart out of a person's chest yeah. and they're still alive. The third movie, I guess, was... No. No. Third, the, yeah. Third movie had a lot of magical elements at the end. Well, see, here's... Okay, and here's here's what I would always say to people who are like, aliens, really? I'd be like, that's that's ridiculous for Indiana Jones. Yeah. And I'm like, hold hold up. Roll the brakes back. Yeah. You're going to sit here and say that aliens is ridiculous, yeah. but a 700-year-old knight guarding the Holy Grail is not? Yeah, which I actually... I have a beef with that real quick, because... Um, Gene and I kind of have a tradition when it comes to movies during the holidays. Uh, during uh, November, we always watch Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3, and we watch Indiana Jones 1, 2, 3. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I own 1, 2, 3 Indiana Jones. I don't know. I have Christmas Skull. But my question is, though, so I watched Last Crusade only a few months ago. They give Sean Connery, not only do they pour the uh, the Holy Grail, uh, whatever, they, just the just Grail, not only do they pour it actually on his wound to, to, to heal his wound, but they actually give it to him to drink. Mm-hmm. How is he dead? Is this supposed to give you uh, eternal life? Because, or am I just pulling this out of my ass? Wasn't there something in the movie, in the third movie, where they said that if you leave, then it will no longer work? Or was it the grail leaves, then shit will fuck up? I believe the moment you leave the circle, it no longer is in effect. It can heal you. It can take care of, of mortal wounds. But the moment you leave the presence of the temple, you can't live forever. So that's why that knight lived forever. Right. Because or he drank from it and right. and then he and he never left. Right. So once Sean Connery left, then they're cool. Right. I mean, you can take care of wounds, but the moment he left, he became immortal again. Okay, because that was one of my questions. I'm like, did they say that in the movie? Because I don't remember because it makes no sense for him it to die. It, it doesn't come like straight out and say, you know, like it's, which I'm glad. Some yeah. movies tend to do that, but it's not like as, they're, as they leave the circle, it's not like Indiana Jones pauses to tell the audience, oh, Dad, you're mortal again. You yeah. Know, it doesn't do that. It doesn't do that. Okay. Um, it, I'm, oh, go ahead. I was going to say the opening, though is the greatest opening of the whole franchise. The nuclear bomb? Well, no, 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 not that. When they're in Area 51 and 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 the and the uh, arcs there, you see the arc, oh, you know, yeah, stuff like yeah. that and then they're going off the That is great, you know. That that is a great Indiana Jones opening, I think, you know, because, you know, we get the silhouette of Indiana Jones, he gets his hat, you know, you get that classic punch sound. Yeah. You know, he grabs. Uh, it always the gun. sounds like it's breaking a face. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, he gets the he gets the gunpowder and it magnetizes and flies. What a great opening! It has a nice chase scene. You know, and him and the whips going over all the lights and everything, and then boom, you see the arc, which is fun little callback. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with the nuclear bomb scene. I don't know why people have a problem with that. See, that's another complaint I always get. Like, that's the first thing people reach to. They're like, "How can he survive a nuclear bomb? That's ridiculous." Because that. Because Let's that roll back to the first movie where he goes across an ocean hanging onto a submarine or in temple of doom falling out of uh if i'm a plane or a helicopter with falling a raft out. yeah and then we're the not raft, sinking we're crashing the raft which slides down a rocky mountain yeah. not getting any punctures by the way <laughs> no. landing safely face up onto yeah. a river is no more snow ridiculous. mountain to the river yeah yes. yeah wait a minute wait a minute he stows upon a submarine yeah, it's like right before the third act. Um, 
I thought he was in the submarine. No, he's like it don't show good. I don't, I don't remember it showing him going into the submarine. Well, regardless, he like he, he like he jumps on it as it's going under the water, so he he wouldn't be able to open it. Look, I think the reason why people probably don't like the movie is because maybe I'm giving the people that don't like it a lot of benefit of the doubt. But watching the movie, it just seems like a paycheck movie to me. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, it just seems like you know. Steven Spielberg has lost it, which I will argue that Steven Spielberg has made some of his worst movies in his career in the past 15 years. You know, and it's just like he just goes back to the well when he has no other ideas. I think, what it, I think what it is, because I was trying to think about why people would hate it so much. I think what it is is that on the surface, when you look at him, like Indiana Jones back in the 80s, those were pretty high budget films, but this is like. I mean, this is vastly more. It's like two, mm. I think it was like a two hundred million dollar production. Holy good like shit! One hundred eighty. It was expensive, and just on the surface, <coughs> excuse me, on the surface, just looking at it, there's like this this sheen to it, there's <coughs> this like artifice. Whereas like when you go back to Indiana Jones, at least the copy I've watched of it, the, of Raiders of the Lost Ark, it, it's kind of a dirty movie. It's grainy, dirty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't think you get this, but it was overly digitized mm-hmm. and all that shit. Yeah. See, I I. I loved Indiana Jones growing up as a kid. Still do. One of my favorite series. So I think why it has such a connection to me is because it was the first time ever that I would I got to see Indiana Jones on the big screen. It's a very, 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 very see, good value. I never had that opportunity for the first three. So and to see one of my favorite characters of all time whipping and slashing on the big screen. Yeah. Uh, to me, it was it was another indie adventure. You gotcha. know, he he explored. He discovered. You're discovering things with him. Wonderful villain by Kate Blanchett. Yeah, and uh, you know the, the and I also think the ants were really oh, good. At that's this a great scene, too. especially that guy that gets dragged away by him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, he crawls into his mouth first. Yeah, it eats from the inside out. It's, oh, it's gross and wonderful at the same time. It's a great, great scene. But I, a, a problem that I have is that what I like about the original trilogy is that they show enough, but they don't show everything hmm. to where you know. It gets ruined. You know, like, with the Ark, you don't really know what the Ark still is. I mean, they open it, and people's face melt when they look at it, and there's ghosts in it. But what is it really? Right? I mean, what is it really? I mean, what is its purpose? I mean, the same can be said for Crystal Skull. Exactly. So it's like, but you're, but you're, but, but you're, but you're left there wondering. You don't leave the movie theater going, oh, about the Ark. You leave the, you, you leave the movie theater in the first movie going, oh, my God, the snake pit. You know what I mean? Hmm. The second movie... You don't get to see too much of what is actually going on behind the scenes. The same with the third movie, right? I mean, you see some magical elements. With this, though, when you get literally this, this stereotypical gray men aliens and the spaceship leaves and everything, I think they show too much of the monster, you know, and, and not give us more wonder. Because I think that the previous three movies did that. They showed us enough. This movie, I think, gave us too much. Well, I think what... There's a... Uh, see... I guess I can kind of see where you're coming from, but at the same time, like, it, it, it's sort of the same thing happens. You're saying, like, when the arc was opened, you don't fully get the understanding of it. Yeah. Same thing with Kate Blanchett. Like, when she, when all of the skulls are coming together and all of the knowledge, the knowledge of the universe that's going into her eyes, she says out loud, she's like, I can see everything. You don't know what she's seeing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, what is what is this information she's taking in? Why is it so powerful? Is it because it is it how we came here to Earth? Is it how the universe was actually formed? 
Like, I think there's a mystery behind that as well. Gotcha. I just think, you know, this, you got to think too, 2008 was... Oh, wow, that was 08, wasn't it? Yeah. So this was, I think, uh, around this time is when the big CGI hate started coming too. Yeah. You know, like, fuck CGI. Fuck it. Yeah. And so, like, seeing full CGI aliens is probably another thing that it brings in another notch down for people. No, because just like I would say that this is, like, the Phantom Menace of the franchise. I mean, like, they're going to make stuff look pretty because they have the money to do so. And I, I, I kind of want to go back to that statement that I made a second ago about how this is the Phantom Menace of the, of the franchise. It's just because there's probably not going to be another Indiana Jones movie. And Steven Spielberg says there's going to be it. I don't see that ever happening. Harrison Ford's not interested. And it's like, you know, I think it killed it because everybody hated it so much. And I think Spielberg's smart enough to go, let's just not do it anymore. I'm one of those people that are like, if you want to do Indiana Jones again, if you want to go back to that well, go ahead. Because those are fun movies. But you got to remake it. And you just, not about the arc, but just do another story. It have to be Chris Pratt. That's the greatest Indiana Jones besides Harrison Ford. Chris Pratt would be amazing as Indiana Jones. I mean, he sort of had the fortitude of that in Jurassic World. Yeah, but he needs to be Indiana Jones. Yeah. He needs to be Indiana Jones. That's what he needs to be. What about you? Like anything like that you that stands out to you or do you dislike about it? Um, I mean, when I was... See, again, I haven't watched it since uh, it came out. Like, mm. I went there and watched it in theaters the weekend it came out. But I haven't watched it since then. I do remember it feeling like it was long. Like there's yeah. stuff they could have cut out of it. Um, but like again, it does like to me. It just felt like um, just a summer blockbuster. Yeah. It didn't feel like there was anything deeper than that. See, even when I as a kid, for me, I even treated the same the original three that way. Like to me, they were just big, loud, fun movies. Actually, yeah, that's a good point. There's not really anything really deep about the original trilogy, though. Really. Not really. It's no, it's just they're at least the first one because I I haven't seen um, Last Crusade in a very very long time, um, but at least the like the first one is um, incredibly well made. Like mm-hmm. they're very well made. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. My the one I least go back to though is Temple. Like Temple is my least favorite. Which is a prequel. Yeah. And it's the movie that gave us PG thirteen. Yeah. Which I don't see that. Well. I mean, dude not. rips a heart out. Yeah. Which nah, granted, that's that's not about material at all. Which a guy granted, got ate by a shark and it was PG. Right. I, I don't get that. There's, there's there are movies and James Bond movies that are rated PG. That came yeah. out after the PG thirteen rating. Because it's because it's Bond. Yeah. I mean, like I would argue that people would know, kids would know. Oh, that's a shark. Regardless if it looks fake or not, he just bit a man in half. Yeah, that's scary. That could happen. That has happened. Nobody goes and in the pool. Kalima, Kalima, Kalima. No, it's ridiculous. I don't know. It's there's. I have uh, some novelizations too. I have four of them. I've yet to read. Um, same thing. Indiana Jones and like uh, I think one is called Indiana Jones and the Curse of the Sky Pirates. Nice. Um haven't read it that sounds wonderful but it's like i don't know i i think this is a property that even if it wanted to be rebooted i say go for it i i mean it's i don't look at indiana jones as some sacred property i don't look at anything as a sacred property as long as you just do it well 
All I give a shit about is that the story is well written. Well, Alien now has become that sacred property. Don't you touch it, Ridley Scott. Continue. <laughs> but I don't know. Like I, I, I can remember leaving the theater with Crystal Skull with Shariah. That was our first movie together. Nice. Actually. Nice. And uh, I remember walking out of it, and she she had yet, she knew of Indiana Jones, but she didn't like see any movie until this one. Oh, this is her first one, huh? Yeah. Oh boy. But I remember, like, I told her as we were walking, I was like, oh, I'm a huge fan, and so like she looked over at me, and she was like, so what'd you think? And I'm like, if we could go right back in and watch it again, I want to. <laughs> and she didn't end up going; she had to work. But I went back that next week and watched it by myself again. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's fun. It's not terrible. I don't understand why people hate it that much either. It's just the same response everybody's been getting the past well, 15 it's, years. It's just that it's that whole fanboy anger over stuff. Because yeah. like, you spend 19 years imagining what this movie's going to be like, and then you get something you don't agree with. So obviously exactly. you're going to go on the internet and tell everybody how much you dislike it. Which everybody hates Last Jedi, and that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's, I mean, I don't think that's a bad movie at all either. No. See, like, I, and that's unfortunate. Like, we're at a position now where if you don't like The Last Jedi, then it's because, oh, you're a, you're a pissed off fanboy. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm a fan of movies, not a fan of Star Wars. And it's not a terrible movie, but the writing is to be desired. Well, what I think the difference, though, is that I think you could tell, and I think this would be a good way to end this segment here, I think you could tell between a pissed off fanboy and just a guy that doesn't really like or care for it i'm like a piss off fanboy you could tell in an instant would be like yeah but in episode 27 of he did you know i mean just go crazy and nuts where somebody be like okay well this doesn't make any sense right point of view why wouldn't carrie fisher tell poe this was happening that would just make logical sense you know what i mean like so i you can always go on the internet and always see what fanboys are actually are compared to movie critics Hmm. that's that's the way i take it i don't listen to fanboys um, because fandom in general is disgusting. Well, no, I mean, like, I mean, I'm a. We, we all know I'm a hardcore fan of Alien, and I feel that I have every right to leave that theater saying, oh, "Okay, so the Queen and the eggs and the facehugger were made off of lady bits from 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 the Survivor of the first movie." Uh, well, I mean, you have the right to leave the theater upset, yeah. but that doesn't give you the right to try and have... I think what, what fandom, the reason why I said it's disgusting is there's this era of fandom where people think that they have some sort of ownership over the property, and that's not right. That's that's a very good point. I never thought I had ownership personally of a fanboy for when it comes to Alien, but it's just like, what you're doing absolutely makes no fucking sense, and you need to stop making these movies now. But see, that's where, you, that's where I disagree, because... If I'm upset, let's say the next Indiana Jones movie is actually horrible. Horribly written, horribly directed. You know what I do? I walk out and I'm like, well, that's a piece of shit. And, well, it's for dinner tonight. Well, Just forget about it and move on. Yeah, I don't do the same. <laughs> I mean, that's that's why I'm pissed off with the Terminator franchise and a lot of franchises that had really good movies. And they're not about childhood because... I mean, come on, Terminator 2 is arguably the best in the franchise, and they just completely go, what are you guys doing? This is so bad. 3 has arguably one of the greatest action set pieces, though. 3 is fun. 3 is fun. It's it's still better than the other two that we've got, you know, Salvation and Genesis. But, like, that's what I'm saying is that I think I'm in the middle of a fanboy and a critic, where it's like, I really, really like a property, but then when, it's, when, but, but then when it jumps the shark, I'm just like, oh, God, what are you doing? Like you know, the face huggers, lady bits. <laughs> I just, I just hate that. Or are there any? Because I mean, we still got another twenty minutes if we want to fill. Are there like any other movies that you want to talk about? Like you think that we don't have to go in depth for, but 
I don't have any other movies. But do you think do you think your movie would uh, be successful today? What movie? Demolition Man. Oh, uh, no. Why not? No, it, it, it wouldn't be. It's just because of the era that we're living in right now. I don't think that type of movie would be very successful. I could be wrong, uh, but they need to Deadpool it if they wanted to be successful because that's what's popular. Deadpool it, Logan it. You know I, I, mean? I think it could be, depending with the right... I mean, look what look what Dread did. That's what I'm saying, though. Those all are all pretty darker, kind of comedic kind of movies. Deadpool is the comedic one, but I would say they got to Logan it or, or, or definitely Dread it. Because you can't make this movie super, super goofy like it is, because so many people will be offended by that movie already. Men wearing dresses, Taco Bell, that's bad for you. You know, it just, it's just, everything is so fucking PC... You just, you just, you know, they they will not do that. They will not do that kind of movie. They will make it serious, and uh, no, my movie will not be successful. Junior will not be successful. Well, actually, no, Junior will be huge successful nowadays. Well, because men could have babies too. That's true. Very well. I mean, they would have to change a lot of stuff in there because I mean, there's some very sexist overtones to it. Sure. Um, while also trying to be pro feminism and stuff like that. But, yeah. Uh, I, I I don't think that movie. I don't think Junior would succeed today no no i don't think i mean there are there are big brawny actors that are willing to like chris pratt would be probably willing to make that jason likely. statham would make jason it. statham would make a movie like that like they would be one of the big action stars that would jump vin diesel into the, I, don't know, he I, made, I don't know he Zeno. made the pacifier he didn't make the pacifier <laughs> but that, i mean he was a babysitter didn't literally have a baby in him the rock the rock would so do this the rock yeah tooth fairy and all stuff he Ooh. made he made jumanji yeah. and baywatch <laughs> but again, but I don't think that they would have. To, I mean, the concept itself might work on paper, but I think in today's society, yeah. if, if you took this the exact script, yeah, no. from Junior, it wouldn't work today. I, I would doubt. Uh, I think you know what? I think you could. I think there's a way to make Junior work. I think you make it a very, very disturbing, slow-paced horror film. That would be with the same exact script. Yeah. With that same montage in it? Yes. Somebody <laughs> needs to download the movie and cut it as a modern-day horror trailer. You need to cut that as a modern-day horror I mean, imagine if something... Okay, one of my favorite uh, upcoming studios right now is A24. They're... Most of their movies blowing it out of the park in terms of independence. I think uh, The Witch is one of the most... Oh, my God. One of the best horror movies we've got in a while. I think if you've, gotten, if you've given this, this script to Junior... Is something like A24, and think of like, have you seen Under the Skin? Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. Think about like something moody, like Under the Skin, and this guy wakes up in a room and comes to find out that he's been uh, pregnated, like he's been impregnated, and how does he, as an individual, handle this fetus growing inside of him? And it's just this very dank, dark dungeon, <laughs> having just like this slowly learning how he got to the position over time. And then actually, film it and have film it in Germany. Have it a whole bunch of German actors. That way, you could do a lot of disgusting things too. Huh? Have Rammstein do the soundtrack. <laughs> Is that this is because that's the only German band you know? <laughs> you tell me one German band that you know besides Rammstein. Dietoltenhausen. I um, ask you, smartass. Oh, sorry, ass. I thought it was a, I thought it was a, <laughs> the group at large. Of course, you, know, you would know this. You You're, know what the you know what Dietoltenhausen. It means translates uh, to uh, yeah, sausage and bratwurst. I don't. And dead pants. They're super popular over there. Yeah, I'm. I'm just so American. 
they have a song that's called the song is for you and literally like that's all they say the song is for you i wrote the song for you just in german so it sounds you know different okay so anyway right yeah do you think do you think indiana jones and the kingdom of the crystal skull would work in today's society uh no no there's too much of a stigma on 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 certain properties um again like we were saying with fandom I mean, they were able to bring back uh, Jurassic Park to a huge success. Financially. Talking about financially here. Fallen Kingdom's going to be the fallen movie of well, this actually, franchise. Well, I'm actually kind of excited for that. So I don't really care for Jurassic World. I own it, but I'm not like a huge fan of it. Like, the more times I've seen it, the less I actually like it. Yep, I agree. Um, but they got the director of Fallen, was Fallen Kingdom mm-hmm. is J.A. Boyana. He's a fucking fantastic Really? Director. Yeah. You know how that is? I'm surprised you know how that is. I just I thought Colin Trevorrow, Trevorrow. was no, doing this. No, one. He, no, he was supposed to be doing the uh, the ninth Star Wars, and that, so he wasn't able to direct Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. But then, then, then he got fired. Then he got fired. But yeah, no, he um he made this great movie called The Impossible from 2012 about the tsunamis. I've heard of that. Uh, East hmm. uh, Southeast Asia, I do believe, in 2006. I want to say is what happened. And then he made this wonderful movie in at the end of 2000. 16, I do believe, called When a Monster Calls. Yep. Oh, you want to see that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm excited for that movie solely because of him. Man, I you know what? Maybe... Let me track that statement. Maybe Crystal Skull... I think Crystal Skull will eventually find an audience. It's just going to take a while still. Because I'm, oddly enough, last year and even now, I'm starting to realize that there's an audience for Tron Legacy now. See, I, I've always liked Tron Legacy. I don't know why people hate it. They did, right out the park. And uh, so now it's like one of those things where I'm starting to see people be like, whoa, why, why didn't we get a third one? Why didn't we get a third one? This is awesome. And it's like, well, because... Nobody liked it nobody, at the time. Nobody no. supported it at the time. Yeah. Well, that and actually third, number three was in production, but it got booted out of Disney's headquarters quickly because... They bought Star Wars in 2012. Yeah, which as so soon as you buy have, Star Wars, you're you're full 100 of Star Wars. You got to so make back that 4.5 billion. They yeah. already did. They did. They really. They already did. Three movies. That's all it took. Wow. I made it all back. Makes you sick, doesn't it? And charging 650 for a hot dog in their parks. That <laughs> did it too. And closed down when there's snow. What's this white stuff that you can't snort? What? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm doing something new. At the end of the podcast? No, I'm uh, reading. You can read. Yeah, I'm reading. So uh, what's, what's the what's what's the lucky book of choice? Well, because we were talking about it a second ago, I, mm-hmm. I I'm reading Jurassic Park. Oh, okay. And uh, I actually really like this opening more than the opening of the original movie a lot. I like how you know the first couple of chapters was just about these little instances that was happening around the island before we actually get to Grant, which is like chapter. Four or five? A little later on, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I was like, wow, okay, because you get the attack of the little girl. Have you guys read the book? Nope. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, uh, do you remember in the Lost World Jurassic Park, the sequel, the little girl gets attacked in the beginning of the movie? I've seen that movie one time, and I I greatly despise that movie. That's in the opening of the movie. That's actually the opening of the book, of Jurassic Park, where this little girl gets bit up by a bunch of dinosaurs, you know. And they try to figure out, everybody says it's a lizard, and nobody will actually admit that it's a dinosaur, you know. And then we get... um, uh, the guy that gets killed by the uh, Velociraptor in the first movie, but in the book, shoot, though, shoot, <laughs> but uh, 
but uh, the, but in the book though, um, he gets like this huge cut like in his shoulder going down to his torso or something like that. Yeah. And they said it was a shredder that tore him up or something like that. I just I just really like, there's like four or five different. Well, it's like it, it's it it delivers what a good novel does. It delivers this air of mystery. Yeah, it lets you as a reader be like, even though you know it's about dinosaurs, That's dinosaurs. Yeah, but reading it, you're like, oh man. Well, what are these dinosaurs really? Absolutely. Like yeah. I just, I really kind of like the fact that it's doing that. And right now where I finished so far in the book is in the, in the, in the Jurassic Park um, where Grant meets Hammond for the first time. That does not happen in the book like that so far. I don't know. But I got to the point where Grant and Ellie have met with some EPA lawyer. Mm. And they're going after this whole history of Engine and you know how Grant's involvement with Engine is and stuff like that. Ellie is written as a sexy 24-year-old. <laughs> you remember that? So, yeah, with, with Daisy Duke shorts. I was I was very upset that nowhere in the book does it say long butt because yeah. I really like the Laura Dern long butt. You look, no, you just like <laughs> mom butt. I do like mom butt. So my question says, I know you read the book. Um, is the movie when they get to the island far from the book i mean like is it is it pretty much note for note as soon as they get to Jurassic park it's not note for note but i mean there are similarities you will pick up on because it's amazing to actually read this book and see where spielberg just said fuck this fuck this well i mean that's you have to do that any book you add uh you adapt you can't just make a straight adaptation of a book your movie will be fucking seven hours long well i get that but i really like the idea of having these mystery cases of people getting injured Mm -hmm. i think that'd be a great opening of Jurassic park is these people getting injured. Maybe. But then you get into the Godzilla 98 realm where it's like all these instances are happening. You know? And it's like, I'm in a giant footprint. Yeah. You know? And it's like, <laughs> this is this is bad. So, but I'm reading the book and I'm enjoying it. I'm well, enjoying is the, it. Is this the first book you read in a very, very long time? <clears throat> no, I read it last year. You read the whole thing? No, I got until they got to adults because I couldn't finish it because, Wow. Well, I mean, well. So then, each, an audiobook, the rest of it. Well, each chapter is split up between the them being as yeah, them but as adults. when they get to the actual part, because because I read the part in the beginning when they had the flood, right in nineteen fifty five or fifty six. I think it was fifty six. You know, um, but halfway through, I was like, no, I, I can't do this anymore because the movie's coming out. So I just audiobooked it. Okay. But no. But yeah, so I did that, and uh, so you got to the part where they're like, as adults, they're deciding like we got to fight it. Maybe I don't remember. Cause that I mean that doesn't happen until like halfway through. Cause they come back to town. I mean the movie yeah. came out in September and I stopped watching it and stopped reading it in what uh, August. The so book like, has actually like there's three different narrative uh, three different narratives. You've got kids, adults, and then you've even got uh, accounts from past history events that Pennywise did to the town, which I think is the best part of the book. And I just digitally downloaded on Amazon Prime it. I watched it yesterday, the re- the remake. Mm. Oh my god, I'm gonna watch it again tonight or tomorrow. <laughs> it's so good. So, other than that, sorry for my sniffing and hacking has pissed everybody off. But uh, we'll be back next week, of course, like always, for another awesome episode of Podcast. You can find this episode at MovieGuysPodcast.com, at MovieGuysPodcast.podbean.com. On iTunes, search MovieGuysPodcast, and our show title is Podcast Presents, the show title. Other than that, this is Jordan along with Brother Brandon and Best Friend Ryan. Have a good night, guys. Good night. Good night, everybody.